Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Sunday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2013. This is episode number 139 of Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Joey Wygen, or Paladino Joey, as Dylan Richardson kindly introduced me at the beginning on there. <laughs> Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show and I always thank Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com, for making this show possible. Also, ladies and gentlemen, remember, Double Twist is an option for Android users. Just uh, <laughs> always like to remind you about that, because not everybody has Apple, but a lot of people do have Android. So, there you go. See? Yeah. All right. Well, the guest of this show is the draft, the draft, and the draft. That's it. We're going to talk about the draft, and that's it draft review. I would have liked to get this up a little bit earlier. I'm a bit annoyed at myself for not getting it up earlier because I maybe could have generated a little bit higher listenership. Kind of like Timberwolves Explosion. Kind of was planning on doing that one tonight, but uh, well it's not good when your co-host isn't available for that. So yeah. (laughs) To talk about Flip Saunders entering the Minnesota Timberwolves again as the president of basketball operations, which is very exciting. So do be on the lookout for that show. It's coming up, episode 101. We recently celebrated episode 100 there. Uh, not trying to advertise, just, yeah, saying well, where I've been, kind of, yeah, wanted to get that show out, wanted to get this show out, and then overtime at work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, enough of that, right? But that's just saying why I wasn't out sooner. Uh, very exciting draft for the Minnesota Vikings yet again. Uh, will it be as successful as last year? Well, we'll have to find out. If it is, boy, this is going to be a pretty good football team this year. Uh, The first round, obviously, by far, the feature presentation of this show and of the 2012 Minnesota, and of the, arguably of the 2013, excuse me, NFL draft on draft night Thursday. That was definitely some primetime TV for the Minnesota Vikings. And, well, we got my guy. (laughs) We'll talk about him very shortly. If you listen to episode 138, the draft preview, you probably got a pretty good idea who my guy is. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Vikings won up with three draft picks. Very exciting. Uh, but first, we are going to get to the Facebook page. All your comments, your responses, and all that stuff. I'm going to try to keep it as organized as possible, if humanly possible. And that's not easily is not easily done all the time with uh, different timing, you know, and all that stuff. Because I want to, yeah, I'll just get to the Facebook first, like I normally do, and uh, a couple of brief interactions on Twitter, kind of at the same time. Maybe even throw that in first. No, actually later. I'll do that later because it's more conclusion type stuff versus uh, before the draft. <laughs> so yeah, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Simply go there and click like. For the Twitter account, it's at Purple Mafia Show. 
plain and simple. We do have a call-in line, which is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Uh, it is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into, which is Purple Mafia, or just say, Hi, Joey, I guess, which a lot of people seem to be doing instead. <laughs> that works. People, I guess, I guess you can uh, guess that the show is mine because they're calling in for Joey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep, had some private messages with Dave Hickey as well at times, sending in some stuff, uh, talked about the show. Yeah, I mean, he always has good stuff to say. Very cool what Dave Hickey. Always just want to give him a shout-out. We're going to obviously hear from him a bit on the show today. Uh, so we're going to start right away with the thread. I, people always, I usually get a comment or two about the, when I type about, oh, episode 138's out, blah, blah, blah. And I usually get a couple of nice responses, so I open the Facebook reading with that. Mark Carlson saying, I'm looking forward to the draft and hope to watch at least some of it. I can never tell how it's going to go, but fun to watch and learn about players. Great job on the preview, Joey Awajan, that being me, of course. And it was fun to listen at work outside in the snow. You would think it was the playoffs, Mark from Iowa. And that's the whole thing. Podcasts are great to listen to while you're working. A lot of people are like, oh, I listen to it when I can. You know, when people like, say, the Timberwolves Explosion show, I seem to get that a lot. Um, well, you can, if, if your job allows you to listen to stuff, that's, an, that's another option. It makes work more fun. Especially people that work outside. Maybe they don't need to have some, hopefully they don't have a boss. They don't have to look over their shoulder every five minutes because their boss is breathing down their neck. So, yeah, if you're in a situation where that's not the case, hey, great time to listen to the show. I mean, I do a lawn service, which always kind of delays the production of my podcast at times during April, though this year we haven't even gotten one done yet. <laughs> so it's going to be May this year where there'll be some delays. That's why I'm getting this show out now, because um, it's going to be a dry, dry news-wise for probably a month or two. I guess, uh, outside of maybe some draft pick signings and, well, who knows. This year we don't have a stadium to deal with, thankfully. Um, but yeah, a great option to listen to this show while you're working outside. Uh, if you work outside, whatever, maybe you're doing your lawn, hey, you can still listen to it. Why not? Eh? Okay. Anyhow, Mar <laughs> we had a little conversation, me and Mark, about that. Malcolm from California saying, ha ha, good stuff. I can't relate to the snow part, but I listen while cleaning pools in California. See, there you go. See, listening while he's working. So apparently he cleans pools and that's cool. There I rhymed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's good. Gotta like that. We'll get to the official draft thread when I actually talk about the draft directly. Uh, but then again, that's pretty much where we are. <laughs> Just about. I'm going to get to the recent posts here first. The separate ones. Uh, the uniforms. There you go. It's a good place to start. But actually, Brent Jacobson saying, would you want to take Honey Badger? I mean, what round would you want to take Honey Badger in? Or would you not want the risk? Brent Jacobson asking, I said late second or third. It turns out he was taken very early in the third. And uh, that's about what I was thinking. Uh, Honey Badger, of course, a very <laughs> good cornerback, formerly of LSU, but had some problems, some issues, and was kicked off the team. Did not play last year. But um, obviously, extreme talent. <laughs> Indeed, a cornerback. He's going to Arizona. We're happy for him, aren't we? Aren't we happy? for him. No, not really. Okay, we try to be. <laughs> we try to be, don't we? Oh, man. It's a pretty good draft. I mean, the top of the draft, not so exciting. There's nothing like, you know, there's no 
guaranteed like franchise changing like super duper star coming out of the you know the first round this year. Uh, that being Tyron Matthew, by the way, the Honey Badger. His picture on Yahoo looks a little bit, eh, well, he like a wannabe Rodman when he was on the Spurs when he had that kind of blonde top. Yeah, it looks kind of goofy. But, okay, that's, that's me. I'm just a judgmental guy, aren't I? Yep, Tyron Matthew out of LSU. Gotta love him. He was the, he was taken 7th in the 3rd round, 69th overall. Hmm. Okay, I'll leave that alone. Um, <laughs> with that hair, it's just, yeah, I don't even want to go there. Uh, but, yeah, early 3rd round. He's an Arizona Cardinal, a team that seems to always need defense, though I guess their cornerbacks have improved a bit over the last few years. And they should improve again, as long as uh, there aren't attitude issues with that young man. Oh, yep, so there we go. We addressed that. <laughs> That's where Tyron Matthew wound up. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry about the noise there. The uniforms. Uh, Brent Jacobson taking a picture there, or not taking a picture, but posting a picture about the new Vikings 2013 uniforms were leaked. Ultimately, this this uh, article from the Daily Norseman, obviously, uh, go check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, I like him and I don't like him, I guess. Yep. Um, I didn't even respond to Malcolm McSween, who I asked about what do you think about the new uniforms. I'm sorry I didn't say anything, so I guess I'll say it now. Uh, Mark Carlson saying, have to see them on the field to make an accurate, no, accurate <laughs> observation. I like how it's kind of old meets new, you know. Um, they do look old-fashioned, and they almost kind of have that, <laughs> you know, the way that the lines are, they almost remind me of, like, the 80s, Burger King. <laughs> they only, you know, like on the, the Whopper wrappers, you know, back in the day when sandwiches were put in paper or styrofoam cases, containers back then. I mean, yeah, they were, they were put in those kind of those containers back then. <laughs> yeah, and it just, I don't know, it kind of has that look to me. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but yeah, do I like them more than the ones that last in since 06 to 12? Yeah, 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 a little bit, a little bit, uh, Malcolm. I, I like them a little bit more. It's nothing to be like, wow, but I mean, then again, I don't know. I mean, nobody's going to bring out anything that's going to be wow anyway these days. I mean, there, there's no such thing anymore, it seems like. Yeah, I, I actually do like them because it kind of, yeah, it has that old school look, but it's not like... It's not just, okay, let's always go with the retro, but then again, I love retro. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like them a lot. Yeah, they look, well, they look more retro than the current ones did. So, good. The helmets kind of have a slightly different look as well. Nothing to, you know, get too excited about, but certainly not bad either. Yeah, I mean, they're they're good. Sure, I like them. Uh, Dave Hickey saying, I, ju- I just watched some... YouTube videos of our new linebacker from Penn State. Man, do they look good. I think our defense is going to look good this year as long as Chris Cook Chris Cook steps it up and stops getting burned. Yeah, that's for sure. I remember defense wins championships just like Cook. Ponder needs to be the one who steps it up on offense. I'm going to be explosive. Rudolph, that being Guile, of course, uh, Greg Jennings, Jarius Wright, and now uh, my guy. <laughs> I won't say the name yet, but yeah, you probably probably already know. And of course, the MVP. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is there are a lot of weapons now. Ponder, <laughs> ponder. There, I mean, there are a lot of weapons now. Ponder, 
There will not be any excuses after this year. I can't wait, Skull Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to give the gold star to Dave Hickey. Dave Hickey has been very active, always uh, very kind and very, very well, you know, uh, you know, well thought out posts and stuff. Uh, very, yeah, I mean, really, really good stuff, really strong stuff. Really like what he's what he said the past uh, few weeks here from last show into this. So he gets the gold star for episode number one thirty nine. Um, man, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good stuff. Chris Cook, very key going into two thousand thirteen, of course. Is he a nickelback? Is he a starter? Uh, I don't know what he is. You know, Doug on it. <laughs> well, probably a nickelback at this point. Be- uh, well, or or is he? You know it. Man, it gets interesting, doesn't it? Because you got Cook, you got Josh Robinson, and you got the new guy, Xavier Rhodes, coming in. Uh Uh-oh, I wasn't supposed to say it yet, but yeah, Xavier Rhodes coming in. Mm. Chris Cook is a good hitter, but yeah, he gets burned. Right now, I see Chris Cook as the nickelback, and you go with Rhodes and Robinson as the two starters. Ooh, ooh. Interesting stuff, huh? Well, maybe. Jennings, of course, very exciting. Um, I like Jarius Wright a lot, but... Eh, you know, I don't think he's going to get the... I mean, he's not going to get a million catches, but he'll, he will be quirky. He will be used, i got to think. And my guy, hopefully, will be... Uh, yeah, will be a very useful weapon on offense and not just special teams, I'm sure. Ultimately, that's... You're not going to take him in the first round <laughs> if he isn't, but, eh, well, let's just hope. Yeah, I don't think he's the next Troy Williamson, but don't quote me on that because you never know. The last time I thought... A guy wasn't going to be a bust. This on the Timberwolves explosion, he ended up being an even bigger bust than anybody. Uh, <laughs> it just—I just kept getting burned over and over and over and over um, with with the the drafts of the Wolves. Tell you Johnny Flynn, yeah, oh, he's 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 not Randy Foy. No, he was worse than Randy Foy. But yeah, anyhow, look at me talking about that show. <laughs> oh man. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, wow, wow. So much stuff. So let's get to the uh, Purple Mafia draft thread. Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, of course we are going to get there. Mark Carlson saying, Watching the draft tonight from my shop. Missed some of the hype that my four boys would share. Three graduated and one to go. Yeah, shout out to Anthony, by the way. Anthony Carlson. Yeah, miss you, buddy. I hope to hear you call in again at some point. I remember he was uh, on Twitter at times tweeting. So just, just got to give him a, a shout-out. I'm sure he's busy, though, of course. I can understand he's, he's in the military, for crying out loud. So, But just give him a sh- giving him a shout-out just in case he's listening and he's able to, hopefully. Uh, yeah, and uh, respect. Yep, there you go. <laughs> uh, he says, so I'm working on a project, got the TV on, and hanging out right here on Purple Mafia. Nice to have some football to talk about. Mark from Iowa. Oh yeah, Silver Star. There you go. <laughs> oh, look at me passing these out real early, but sometimes it's just very, very necessary. Maybe there'll be a third Silver or second Silver Star. Chris Tucker. Hey, how have you been? Chris Tucker from Canada, Vancouver that is, British Columbia, saying hey guys, what a draft so far. Hoping the Vikes grab um, <clears throat> my guy at 23 and either Tao, so he's not my guy, or Ogletree at 25. Well, yeah. Well, uh, none of those guys were picked at those particular picks. But uh, we'll continue. <laughs> Mark Carlson saying, sure, like the 49ers pick, Eric Reed. Yes, that was a very good one. He adds in, wow. 
Dave Hickey says, I'm with you, Chris. I think you do reverse order, though. T first, then <clears throat> my guy. Because <laughs> I don't think the Colts really need a receiver. But the way these trades are going, you never know. Dave continuing saying, what do you guys think? Or excuse me, what, what do you think, guys? Excuse me. Who are we going to get the excitement? Who are we going to get the excitement builds? Are you a Hawk fan, Mark? Because I'm from Iowa, too. That being... Yes, sir. The Hawkeyes, I believe. Yes, yeah, yeah. He means the Hawkeyes. <laughs> well, the Vikings got a Hawkeyes quarterback, undrafted free agent. There you go. Though I've heard mean stuff about him from Hawkeye fans. Uh, Mark saying, you bet, Dave. Hey, some great players out of Iowa. Well, yeah, we got your quarterback. <laughs> Dave continuing saying, here we go, guys. We have all options open, pal. <clears throat> My guy. <laughs> Ogletree. Mark, I think... Micah Hyde is about the only Iowa player who will get drafted in the first five rounds. The two Iowa State linebackers could go third or fourth. Mark again jumping back saying, Great to see our military on stage prior to announcing the Vikings selection. Wahoo, USA. So, yes, sir. Yeah, there was a lot of that going on on draft night. See, the military stuff I respect a lot. Yes, um, some stuff, I, I, I gotta say, really made the draft take too long. Some, it's like, okay, hey, former Packer, hey, former Lion, hey, former Chief. You know, it's good taste, but when it drug into the second and third rounds, it got ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Whew, it got a bit ridiculous at times. Um, you know, he had a, he has the right idea, Goodell, but sometimes it's like, just, just make the pick, please. Just, just please make the pick. But no, I'm not going to say anything, anything against the, uh, having the military up there. Even though I was like, oh, just make the dang pick, especially when it was us. <laughs> That's the one thing. Oh man, I mean, the anticipation is like, oh, make the dang pick. But yeah, no, no, no. All, all respect to the military. I'm not going to complain about that part. No, that wouldn't be uh, appropriate, would it? No. <laughs> but some of it, where it's just, yeah, oh, this former guy. Again, like I'm going to say, it's in good taste, but doggone it, make the pick. We want to get on with the night here. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Eric Eric Romesmo hmm, says, I can live with that pick. Yes, 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 that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy too. Very good. And yes, that player, so we'll say it right now, amazingly slipped to number 23 for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> that guy, ladies and gentlemen, was a guy who could have easily gone to Miami. In fact, a lot of people a bit like, wait, why did Miami take this other guy um, who could drop to God knows where? But then again, this is one of those drafts where you just don't know. They took Deion Jordan, a six-seven outside linebacker, who's one of those guys he could be a explosion or a bust. You just don't know. Um, you don't know with Deion Jordan. But the, the Dolphins had an opinion on a guy. I bet a lot of people thought it's going to be the man that slipped to 23 for Minnesota out of the out of Florida. That being, yeah, Sharif Bleepin' Floyd. Oh, my God! That's right. The Vikings got Sharif Floyd with the 23rd pick. I mean, <laughs> wow. I mean, I was a bit, you know, you know, it's crazy. You know, sometimes, yeah, you're watching the draft, right? And this guy's getting picked, this guy's getting picked, this guy's getting picked. And sometimes you just you just kind of 
faint interest because you're just you're waiting for your your team to pick and and it, it just obviously it drags on forever because oh here comes this guy for the Packers and he's just gonna keep talking for five hours and and they're not making the pick and I'm sick and tired of waiting and you just kind of faint interest. And it's like, wait, what? We took Sharif Char- Floyd. I thought I was kind of partially like, I hope we take my guy here. <coughs> Excuse me. Hope we take him. And it's like, wait, Sharif Floyd. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I can live with that. <laughs> I mean, defensive tackle is a need. It's one of like our 99 needs. Like every year with every team, pretty much. We all have. We all. We, every team has needs. Every team, even the Niners do, and the and the Ravens. But Sharif. Floyd? Okay, I can definitely live with that. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Unbelievable. The Vikings wind up with Sharif Floyd with the 23rd pick. Uh, again, like I'm saying, I couldn't believe he slipped. But yes, he's a defensive tackle. Um, he's got some explosiveness to him, which I like. But at the same time, I mean, not the biggest sack producer in the league. But the ability's definitely there with Mr. Sharif Floyd. We'll get to that right now. Okay, no. Well, I'll talk about it more later. Well, actually, no. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to do right now because you got to have a break. But at the same time, you got the Facebook. <laughs> you got to get the Facebook done first. So I'm going to jump deeper into the draft, the actual draft picks themselves, uh, after I get through the Facebook. I think it's just better that way, so I'm not going crazy here. It's very easy to do. But Dave Hickey saying, I didn't see Floyd coming, although we needed D-line. And he was projected top. Five. That's right, top five. So that's a heck of a value. Or Rhodes, who was projected higher. I guess you never know with Spielman. Yeah, and Rhodes wound up being the next guy. Yeah, the next guy. It's funny how he meant Rhodes. <laughs> it is pretty funny how he mentioned Rhodes, but wound up being the pick at 25. That being Xavier Rhodes out of Florida State this time. A seminal. So a arch rival <laughs> member in college for for Floyd. Xavier Rhodes. We'll get deeper into him after the break. Yeah, because I have to take a break because we have those new ads now on the show. Hoping that can generate some type of revenue. We need something one of these these years, right? (laughs) Uh, Chris Tucker saying Floyd is an absolute steal. Best defensive tackle in draft, but because his arms are tiny. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Short arms. A bit shorter. He gets knocked. Floyd, two years ago, was thought of as top Ten talents. Um-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris again saying still young, but all I know is you can't coach his elite seed in size combo for a defensive back. Defensive back, or you mean defense? Oh yeah, you meant yep, yep. You meant uh, Rhodes there. Yes, yep. He meant Rhodes. He's got the yeah. He does. He's the one with the yep. He's a bit. He's a bit raw, but he's got a, a lot of potential. Shucks, even when you hear him talk, it's like how old is this guy? I went out of the press conference, you know, at vikings.com, and I also posted it on here. He sounds like he's, like, 16, 15. It's crazy. <laughs> Mark Carlson saying, I was hoping we would strengthen our D, and, yeah, apparently we did. Chris Tucker saying, <clears throat> my guy is an absolute freak. Yes, <laughs> I'm still not saying his name yet. Oh, I'll say his name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll say this. No, I I want to save it because I like talking. I like doing the build-up for the story. And obviously, everybody listening knows who it is. Yeah, everybody knows who it is, obviously. But um, Cedric Paulding saying, I'm loving all three of these picks. Dan Taylor saying, wow, that is not what I expected to see, but what an awesome first round. Brent Jacobson saying, 
you know who's probably loving the fact that we gave up so many picks, Erlacher or Dansby's agent, because, yep, those are those two linebackers, and the Vikings did not take a linebacker until the fourth round, and funny, we did not have a pick until the fourth round, because, yeah, we'll do the, we'll get to that in a, just a moment here. Dave Vicky's saying, I hope my guy is worth it, because we just gave up the farm to get him. It reminds me of giving up seven players to Dallas to, to uh, don't say this. Uh-oh, I'm going to take away that gold star there, buddy. Come on now. <laughs> it reminds me of giving up seven players to get Herschel Walker. That's that's somebody else's guy right there. That's that's Aikman's guy. <laughs> that turned the Cowboys into a three-time Super Bowl champion and burned us for years. I sure hope that defense wins championships. I was saying, uh, <clears throat> my guy better not be that bad, and we didn't give up first-round picks at least. But, yeah, I agree that it was expensive. Because it was expensive, but... Well, we gave up like three first-round picks to Dallas as well, though, so you, you have to throw that in there. I mean, you, we did not give up three first-round picks. In fact, we didn't give up any. So that's the good part. Uh, Malcolm saying every one of these three players was predicted to go sooner. That means Vikes just got three steals in the first round. What? I heart Spielman. <laughs> yes, sir. I agree with you, Malcolm. <laughs> so, just about to wrap up the face deck, then I can get more into my individual podcasting here or show hosting, whatever you like to call it. Dave Hickey saying, I wasn't, or it wasn't what I was expecting, but man, I'm happy to get three first rounders that were all projected to go a lot higher picks, to be a lot higher picks. Amazing. Now, to go get some linebackers. There are two Iowa State linebackers, Jake Nunn and Al Klein, or excuse me, A.J. Klein. Al Klein, I got baseball on the mind here. That's a really old name. Uh, he says, that are going to be great pros. I hope we get a chance at one of them tomorrow. Skull Vikings. Vince Germano saying, how about those Browns? And I say, I can't believe the Browns didn't take Barkley. I don't know why I said that, but, oh you know, yeah, I mean, during during the first round, because they had, they had multiple uh they had multiple chances to get him, but oh well. I said, honestly, what do they have to lose? The guy they have was an old rookie who can't play. That being the quarterback. <laughs> and Vince Germano saying, Mingo no good. And I say, yeah, we'll see. And Vince Germano, by the way, is an Australian Laker fan. Yes, sir. But yeah, he has joined Purple Mafia as well. Hopefully he's listening. <laughs> he is a big Timberwolves explosion Fan and contributor. I uh, really appreciate Vince Germano, by the way, from the Courtside Podcast. Let's get me mentioning the Courtside Podcast here on Troll Mafia Show. You want to listen to some re- a really nice Australian NBA podcast? There it is. The Courtside Podcast. <gasps> Uh-oh. <laughs> free plug, right? Yeah, everything's free, isn't it? Everything is. Uh, that does conclude the Facebook page. Uh, and he meant Mingo, of course, Bark of... <laughs> Uh, Barkavius Mingo, sixth overall pick by the Cleveland Browns. He was the to- he was a top end defensive end from LSU. Defensive end, by the way, yes, not defensive tackle. So can't compare him with Sharif Floyd. You just can't do it. Nope. Sixth overall pick to the Browns, and uh, well, might end up being a stud. He better be for the sixth pick. He better be pretty good, though. It's just well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically right here, he's a guy that gets sacks. Absolutely. Draft analysis out of Mike Mayock saying it's a fast per, per, pass first league. And every team in the league is looking for a guy that can go hunt. He is an explosive presence off the edge. Well, yeah, Mingo good, uh, Vince. Mingo good. Yes, 
There you go. Mingo is very good. Mm -hmm. So just for the record, Eric Fisher he was the top player taken. He's a offensive tackle. Luke Juckel, a lot of people had him going number one, went to the Jaguars number two. He's another top end tackle. Was it like right tackle or excuse me, left tackle type guys? Lane Johnson, another tackle. The whole first round, just about the whole first round was about <laughs> about the line. The offensive line and defensive line. Offensive line, defensive line, offensive line, defensive line, offensive guard, offensive tackle, defensive and defensive tackle. That's pretty much what it was over and over and over. Uh, St. Louis Rams with Tavon Austin. Eh, I don't know about that. All right, I better shut up and get more into my overall opinions of the draft after this break. We're going to head to break right now. And then, rock and roll, baby. win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, sock them, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V-I-K-I-N-G-S. Skull Vikings, let's go. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor Games, games, games. Everyone likes games, but what we don't like is paying full price for them. Get new games for the PC like Tomb Raider, 20 bucks off. Borderlands 2, 20 bucks off. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, 20 bucks off. All downloads, no discs, no shipping costs. If you're not a PC gamer, that's alright, we got you covered too. 50% off all pre-owned console games. If you don't have a console, I've got a smoking deal for you. Get 50 bucks off the limited edition 500GB God of War Ascension Legacy Bundle. This thing comes with all the God of War games, and the console is Garnet Red. Check out the links in the show description on thesportstuff.com. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 139, which is a reminder for all you iPod users, you Android users, and other MP3 players. Remember, iTunes and Double Twist are the best ways to listen to this show. But also on Windows phones, all you have to do is search in the search bar for Purple Mafia, and there you go. Very simple. So, all those smartphone devices. I'm sure you could even find it on BlackBerry if you do the same. 
So there you go, because BlackBerry's going to be an iPhone 2 now coming out. Those are starting to look like Android, so rock and roll, you know, more power to them. Any way to make money, right, <laughs> for those guys, uh, for any of the phones out there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, so speaking of hopefully making money, yeah, the ad you heard, there's little tiny links. I, when you go to the sportsstuff.com, under the show description, you'll see the little links, and that's where you'll hear, that's where you'll see the deals you can get for uh, from from GameStop. So just so you know how to get it, you have to click on the link to get the deal. So there you go. Just reminder for you out there. Well, the draft as is now. All your comments are in, and my responses to them are in, and all that good stuff. Just one real quick thing on Twitter again, real quick. Uh, Dave, Dan Taylor. Saying seems like a really good first round to me. Any thoughts? And it's like, man, it was an awesome first round. It really was. Dave Martin saying, looking forward to post-draft show. Other than pick five work by... <laughs> other than pick five, solid work by GM. Now we shall see if Ponder can close the deal in 2013. And I doggone hope so, Dave Martin. There you go. Doggone it. I really hope so. Uh, yeah, I'm extremely excited as well, Dan and Dave. Very cool. Pick five, of course. That Well, we'll get to that in a moment here very, very soon. Yeah, pick five. Who? Okay. Uh, first, let's get to the Vikings picks again very briefly. Well, yeah, very briefly, my butt, right? Steve Floyd. The, yeah, I mean, the Vikings really, really getting good value. Defensive tackle out of Florida. 23rd pick. Quick, athletic, able to constantly get the get, get gap kind of penetration and disrupt plays in the backfield. I mean, that's what it's all about. That way you can get Tackles for loss on those running backs. You know, not only sack the quarterback, but tackles for loss. That's really what defensive tackles are there for, even more than getting sacks. Defensive ends are more for the sacks and all that good stuff. Highly competitive, making plays, chasing balls. Yeah, I mean, the guy, ultimately, yeah, I mean, he's a long-term guy. He's a long-term replacement for uh, Kevin Williams. Absolutely, as they're saying. It's, um, there's just no doubt about it, though. He is a long-term replacement for Kevin Williams. Unfortunately, he'll have to play behind him at first because the other tackle position is not as suited for him as Kevin Williams' spot. So it looks like somebody like Latroy Guyon and or, and or Fred Evans, more the overall run-stopper types, will be maintaining the other spot. Latroy Guyon, a guy I often call my guy. I really like him a lot. Um, but it seemed like in a starter's role, he wasn't all that great. Uh, we'll see. We're just going to have to see what happens here. But it sounds like Sharif Floyd will not start right away, ultimately. Um, but i got to think he's going to get a ton of playing time. <laughs> ton of playing time. We'll see. Maybe he will start right away. Maybe they will put him right next to Kevin Williams, despite the eh, maybe the fact that Sharif Floyd belongs more in Kevin Williams' spot, like his exact role and all that good stuff. We're just going to have to wait and see how that turns out. Um when I saw that my guy was not taken, nor was Manny Teow by the Indianapolis Colts, I was like, well, here it is. This is going to be my guy right here. <laughs> here he comes. Yep. Here he comes, my wide receiver. Yeah, blah, we already know who it is. But no, the Vikings take Xavier Rhodes, cornerback, six foot two out of Florida State. Six foot two cornerback, another big guy. The one question is, well... Chris Cook's a big guy, and he's not that great yet, you know, and what the hell, you know, woohoo. But, well, hopefully this guy <laughs> is going to be better. I got to think so. He's ranked pretty high. Again, the one 
talker of this whole draft is that uh, this is might just might be the wrong draft to try to get a bajillion picks because it's what they call a meat and potatoes draft, not a star-heavy draft. But we'll see. Xavier Rhodes, a lot of people really like him. Really like him. He's very big, imposing, excellent pass coverage skills. Who fills the hole left by departure, Antoine Winfield. So, well, there you go. He's probably going to start right away. He probably is going to start right away. I got to think. I mean, Floyd's going to play a lot anyway, even if he starts or not. He's going to get plenty of playing time. We're going to see Sharif Floyd on the field frequently on Sundays right away. Uh, Bjorn Warner looked on as one of the top defensive ends, was taken by the Indianapolis Colts, a double-digit sack type of player in a 3-4 scheme. We'll see what happens with those guys. So, yeah, whatever. So, I mean, the Vikings' defensive end to me was not one of the top needs going into the draft. For me, it was defensive, well, wide receiver, well, cornerback, and now with Winfield gone, wide receiver, linebacker, and defensive tackle. Uh, linebacker, in a lot of people's eyes, looked on as the number one thing. The Packers did not take the wide receiver. A lot of people thought, oh, here goes DeAndre Hopkins and here goes my guy. Or DeAndre Hopkins in a lot of people's eyes was my guy as well. But um, I really like DeAndre Hopkins, but there was one guy I liked a little more at wide receiver. Yeah, we already know who it is, but we'll just get to it. Detone Jones, defensive end, heading to the Green Bay Packers. DeAndre Hopkins going to the Houston Texans. And that's where it's just like, uh well, we're not going to get a wide receiver. There goes DeAndre Hopkins. I really like him a lot. I mean, I really like him. I would have been thrilled to take him. But then it's like, wait, you know, there's one, there's one other guy wasn't taken yet. Uh, Austin was taken, but eighth. And there were rumors of, oh, if we trade up for a wide receiver, it'd be that guy. It'd be definitely Austin. But then it's like, why would you trade up for him? And even Corey Chavis is like, what the hell? Why would you trade up to him for him? Corey Chavis, who's on Paul Allen frequently, draft nasty. He's like a draft expert type of guy. Oh, and here's another guy, defensive tackle Sylvester Williams winds up on Denver. So it's like there's a couple guys that I was talking about extensively on episode 139, or 138, this is 139, pardon me. Um, DeAndre Hopkins and Sylvester Williams, I thought that just might be 23 and 25, maybe in reverse, Sylvester going 23, DeAndre 25, coming to Minnesota because I figured my guy <clears throat> was going to go significantly earlier Possibly to the Steelers, possibly to, who knows, maybe to the Colts. Because we we take Sylvester Williams first, maybe he goes to the Colts. And, um, yeah. Well, and maybe we wind up with DeAndre. Well, there you go. DeAndre Hopkins catching touchdowns in the back corner of the end zone. Absolutely love the guy. Absolutely love him. And I just kind of got sad and depressed, but then it's like, oh, there's still a chance. I, I was going to turn off the draft because I was watching it on my phone at the time. Uh, <laughs> because it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Step out for a bit. Watch it on the phone. Step outside. Because I was, yeah, I was just driving around a little bit. Getting a sandwich. Yes, I've wanted to get a sandwich. You know. <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's, you know, I, I just had this strange, eerie feeling. Something inside of me was like, you know, why do I have this odd feeling the Vikings are going to trade up? Why do I have this strange feeling they're going to trade up? Uh, they're probably not going to, though, and I'm just going to see all these guys that I like. You know, Don, DeAndre Hopkins, Sylvester Williams, my guy, Manny Teo, 
all these guys, you know, that I was talk, talking about constantly on episode 28, I ne- or 21, 38, excuse me, I never really talked about Xavier Rhodes because I didn't really get into the cornerback thing, unfortunately, which is my stupidity. I apologize to listeners out there for that. Didn't even get into Xavier Rhodes much. I think I mentioned him briefly, but not much. Um, I, I mean, I did... I didn't even talk about Sharif Floyd. I didn't even talk about him because it's just, well, why talk about a guy that's going to go 10th overall or 3rd overall or 5th overall? Why why even talk about him? It's going to be Sylvester. Sylvester! Okay, sorry. <laughs> mad, mad, mad world there. I don't think many people know about that movie. Uh, the mother-in-law. But <laughs> Sylvester Williams <laughs> coming to Minnesota. Hopkins. Um, maybe the, the guy that went to Atlanta. Right before Atlanta, by the way, traded up Desmond Trufant, and it's like, oh, that could have been our guy. Doggone it, Desmond Trufant. He's got that NFL pedigree and all that good stuff. Atlanta traded right ahead of the Vikings. It's like, oh, we probably were going to take him. Didn't even think about Floyd, you know, because I I wasn't paying. I don't know. It's like I pay attention, but I wasn't even thinking about Sherry Floyd. I just wasn't even thinking about him, and I probably should have been. But obviously, if I was drafting and with the Vikings, I obviously would know that. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about him. I, it's my own fault, and I'm stupid. But, obviously, I knew my wide receivers were available. I knew Tay I was available and all that good stuff. And I knew Matt Barkley was available. Guys like that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Matt Barkley. A lot of people thinking, ooh, watch the Vikings take Matt Barkley. Or, or Geno Smith. A guy like that. Watch the Vikings take Geno Smith 25th overall. Light a fire under uh, uh, Christian Ponder. Yeah, that guy, right? <laughs> but it's like Desmond Trufant. Oh, that was another major possibility. Hmm. Atlanta must have had steam that the Vikings were going to take Trufant. Well, if we did or didn't, whatever. Sheree Floyd was just sitting there. So either way, we're going to get a really nice pick. And then 25, I was like, Xavier Rhodes, he's good. You know, well, I, I guess so. You know, that was an absolute need, and we took him. But, I mean, it's like he's not a reach. But, huh. What about these other guys, though? Shoot. <laughs> but like I said, I had this feeling the Vikings, I just had this eerie, strange feeling way in the back back left corner of my brain. Because the left side is the smart side. <laughs> and it's, you know, of, of anybody's brain, by the way. Um, and it's just like, why do I have this strange feeling? And the next thing you know, Paul Allen and Paul Churchin, Paul and Paul. I was watching it on the phone, but listening to it on the radio, because I couldn't hear the phone very well, and I'd rather hear the local angle instead. Want to hear what they're saying about the picks, and just in case something's going on, they're like, "Oh, there's we're hearing talks that the Vikings might possibly be trading up to the 29th pick with the New England Patriots." And then it just kind of kept coming. And then, oh, it's um, the possibility kept kept they kept talking about it. And then it's like, yes, the Vikings. We're now hearing the trade has happened. And, oh, shoot, look what they gave up. Whoa, jeez. Second round pick, third round pick, fourth round pick, seventh round pick. All this year, but still. I mean, it's good that we didn't give up future picks. But still, holy cow, jeez, what are we taking? And then they're like, oh, yeah, all national people are saying it's Manny Teo. They're trading up to get Manny Teo. And then it's like, oh, gosh. And then Paul Charchin said, oh, it had better be. <laughs> it had better be Cordell or Cordero Patterson. That's right. <laughs> it had better be Cordero Patterson out of Tennessee. 
Yeah, that guy. <laughs> it had better be him. Not Manateo. We don't need this. You know, he, he's a need, but Cordero Patterson is more worth this type of move because he's an elite receiver, potentially. He's raw, very raw, but a potentially very elite wide receiver. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's got to be Cordero. It's got to be Cordero. It can't be Manateo. Paul Charchian kept saying it. And I'm like, you know what, doggone it. It had better be Cordero Patterson. It has to be. That's who I wanted all along, guys. That's who I wanted. And am I going to be an idiot? Am I going to be David Conn-like with Johnny Flynn? Yeah, because I liked Johnny Flynn back in 2009 also. <clears throat> no, I don't think this is going to... Okay, I'm not even going to say it this time. Don't even say it. That's a curse. <laughs> Knock on wood. But then there it was. The 29th pick. It's the Vikings pick, but, but they're still going to do the Boston Strong thing. And it's like, well, I deeply respect that. Oh, I deeply respect that. But boy, myself aside, it's like, oh, I just want to know who it is. I just want to know who it is. And then the, obviously, deep respect, all of you, Boston Strong. Condolences to the people that didn't make it. Best wishes to those of you that did, but were severely injured and even dismembered. Best wishes to all of you. And by the way, the New England Patriots are my second favorite football team. That's right. If you haven't ever noticed over the years, you probably could guess that. <laughs> Third, the 49ers. Yep. Well, it almost was the Super Bowl last year, but Ravens t took a... Yeah, definitely took it to the Patriots, which they've been known to do in the past at times. At times. Not not, not, uh, not a year and a half ago, but about a, about a, about a couple months ago, yes. <laughs> um and so it's, it is Bill Belichick, and he's not going to get ripped off by anybody ever. In fact, he usually does the ripping off, and he got a lot of draft picks, and that's what the Patriots do very, very well. But then finally, after a lot of conversation about Boston Strong, and oh, God bless Boston and everybody, and again, deep respect and all that. But again, my selfish side was like, oh, I just want to know who it is. Come on. You know, because it took a while. And that's the way it goes, you know. And then there it was. The Vikings take Cordero Patterson. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Holy crap, Batman. Excuse me. The Vikings took Cordero Patterson. As you already know. But, <laughs> excuse me. But it's just, I like to, I want to reflect to you the excitement I have. And share your excitement because a lot of people have excitement about this pick. We traded up to get Cordero Patterson. We actually traded up to get Cordell Patterson. And remember the days of Dennis Green and all those guys. It's like we never trade up ever. Maybe once in a while we trade Dom, but we never go after anybody. Well, Rick Spielman apparently is different. He he knows what he wants. Tell me what you want, what you really really want, huh? And yeah, it it. <laughs> There it is. I mean, kick-ass first round, guys. You know. You talked about gold stars. It's a, that's a gold star. I mean, you you got, you filled three needs big time. You got a steal in Sharif Floyd. Um, Xavier Rhodes, all over the, the draft board, higher in, in most, lower in some. Cordell Patterson, higher in pretty much all of them. <laughs> and there he is. No real talks of, like, oh, they slipped for a reason. I mean, Adrian Peterson slipped to the Vikings, too. Just imagine, Peterson and Patterson. Yeah, buddy. Hopefully it's another good one. 
Uh, Peterson slipped to the Vikings because of a, uh, the, uh, shoulder issues. People were afraid of his shoulder condition coming out of Oklahoma. And, well, it's been a nice, been a nice ride. It really has. With Cordero, the belief is he's a bit raw. And it's going to take time to teach him the ropes. But boy, he's, but boy, he seems like a cool guy, doesn't he? At <laughs> that press conference. Sharif Floyd comes off as pretty quiet, but good. Very intense. Um, just like Kevin Williams. Well, there you go. Kevin Williams is pretty quiet, but he's fairly intense when he plays, obviously. I think Floyd actually is more intense than Kevin Williams, personality-wise. I mean, Kevin Williams is really really, like, reserved. Um, Xavier Rhodes comes off as, he just seems like he could be your, you know, if you were, if you were the same age as him, he could be your friend. He'd be, he'd be a cool, like, if you were an athletic type, like, like I was, who, who loved sports and liked to kind of, you know, interact on the field and, and stuff like that. And yeah, he just seemed like he'd be kind of a cool guy, you know, to be on the same team with. He'd be a lot of fun. And, uh, personality-wise, but Cordero, man, that guy just seems cool. He, he really does. And you watch him play, he's got the ability to shake, but he's also got the ability to catch a deep ball. He can do both. And, of course, he can return as well. He can be a kick returner as well, which, of course, is a huge void left by the great Percy Harvin, one of the best kick returners in Viking history, easily one of the best kick returners in the NFL, easily. Cordero Patterson can become that guy in the kick returners, but he also can stretch the field a bit more than Percy Harvin did. Because mostly when it came to wide receiver, Percy Harvin, uh, unbelievable athlete, could shake, can bake, can beat through, can get through anybody. He can even be a running back at times. And Cordero Patterson actually can do that as well. But he's six foot three, not five foot ten, five foot nine, whatever. Percy Harvin was Percy Harvin was very small, too short to me uh, to, to to be a deep pass type of guy. Uh, up the middle, deep, okay, sure. I like the very like you know he could pull that off once in a while, but wide deep, never. Uh, where Cordero Patterson to me can do all the above. Um, is he as good as Percy at any of the at any of those areas? Not yet, but can he be? Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, Deep-wise, obviously he is better. Yes. And I'm very excited. Because he's got the open field running ability. He can he can break tackles. He can get around people. And you can even hand the ball off to him on occasion. Obviously, I'm a bit worried about it when they're a little bit taller. Um, but the guy has the potential to be a stud in this league. And um, I forget if it was Paul... Who mentioned it? Oh, was it Paul Charchi? And I believe it was. Who saw a little bit of time with him. It's like if this kid figures it out, he could have Hall of Fame talent. Or It was either Paul or Paul. Paul Allen, Paul, Paul Charchi, just on Friday here. If he figures it out. And it's like, don't quote me on this, but he could have Hall of Fame talent. And he could actually be that good. He shows signs of it. He could be unbelievable. Um... And neither one of them disagreed with each other, whichever one made that statement. I can't remember which one. but So very exciting coming in to uh, rookie camp. Cordero Patterson, obviously the main attraction of that group for, for that very reason. Offense is more exciting. Defense wins championships, yes. But great offense can definitely help. <laughs> it sure can. It sure helped the 80s 49ers, didn't it? So And other teams like that. It helped the Patriots when they needed it, yes and other teams along the way as well. 
But, uh, yeah, we took two defensive players, so certainly a focus on defense. All right, on to the fourth round we go. <laughs> now that I've talked about Cordero Patterson for the last five hours, if you're still listening out there, which I hope you are, because I really enjoy talking about Cordero Patterson. I mean, I just really do. I'm very excited, and I really hope that uh, it works out. So, with the 23rd pick in the fourth round, 120th overall, the Minnesota Vikings select Gerald Hodges, offensive, or excuse me, offensive, what am I talking about? Outside linebacker, I'm like looking at offensive guard or something here. <laughs> Outside linebacker out of Penn State, and that's the guy that Dave Hickey was talking about. Very excited about him. Unfortunately, no Iowa linebackers were taken, but we did. Uh, we did sign their quarterback to an off-season deal. Woohoo! <laughs> or excuse me, what am I talking about? To an undrafted deal. So there you go. We'll see where that goes. With the fifth pick and the, with the fifth round, excuse me, fifth round, twenty-second pick, Minnesota Vikings select Jeff Locke Punter. That's right, Punter out of UCLA. What? So if the Vikings took a uh, a uh, <laughs> place kicker last year in the sixth round, and he worked out greatly, and they almost immediately cut Ryan Longwell, who is much more established than Chris Cluey. Chris Cluey's a good punter, but I'm telling you, Ryan Longwell is a better place kicker than Chris Cluey's a punter, regardless if you like what Chris Cluey has to say when he's running his mouth constantly all over the place. <clears throat> no comment. Um, no further comment anyway. I already commented. <laughs> uh, if you're willing to cut a very, very good kicker in Ryan Longwell. Almost Hall of Fame level kicker in Ryan Longwell. Almost immediately for a sixth round pick who ended up being a phenomenal place kicker <laughs> in Blair Walsh. You think the Vikings are going to keep Chris Cluey after taking after using a fifth round pick on a punter? Very unlikely. That being Jeff Locke. Punter out of UCLA. They like him, and they like him a lot. And the odds of Chris Cluey staying are very low. Uh, it's not just about Chris Cluey running his mouth, obviously, and that's not really the reason why the Vikings would be looking to cut him. It's because he just he's a little bit <laughs> he's a bit pig-headed at times and, uh, as a punter, and he makes mistakes more often than you'd like, <laughs> honestly. So I do believe that's the thinking here. It's not because he's getting old. He just... I mean, people have been frustrated with Chris Cluey for a long time. I remember they were a little pissed off at him several years ago, back in 08, <laughs> in the whole Reggie Bush situation, when he kept kicking to Reggie Bush, and Reggie Bush kept running him into the end zone. Dare I talk about that, the dirty, cheating New Orleans Saints, but 2008, they were running those balls back in the end zone, and Chris Cluey kept punting to the same guy over and over and over again, Rock and roll, baby. You've been running us into the ground. Here's the ball. <laughs> so it's the mental mistakes of Chris Cluey. And occasional the physical mistakes as well. It's just Jeff Locke, i got to think, is the punter of the future for the Vikings. We'll see. The last time the Vikings took a punter in the draft, his name was Eddie Johnson, and he was out of here within a year. So <laughs> who knows? On to pick number six. Now, Jeff Locke was the 155th pick overall for the Minnesota Vikings or in the NFL draft. The 6th round pick, 28th overall, Jeff Baca, 196th overall pick, a guard out of UCLA. A 6'3 guard out of UCLA. 
acquired from the Broncos through the Eagles and Buccaneers. So this trade, this draft pick has been swung, has been brought through about a billion times. <laughs> so here we go. We bring in a guard. We hope for the best there. I gotta think it's it can't be bad. <laughs> it can't be. I'm I'm reasonably happy with it. Always hoping for the best there. You hope you take a good player. Vikings seem to do very well taking offensive linemen in the sixth round. You had Matt Burke. You had John Sullivan. Let's keep it coming. Let's keep them coming, baby, right? <laughs> Can't really complain about that at this point. By the way, real quick on uh, Gerald Hodges, you know, being he's the fourth-round pick and a potential starting linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings. Got to talk a bit about him a little more here. Would be a good idea. Uh... Mike Mayock saying he's an upstanding citizen. I think he's a starting will linebacker all day long. He gives the Vikings versatility. Uh, yeah, he could be. He could be. <laughs> he could be a starter, and it's kind of funny with a fourth round pick. We just might wind up with a starter. NFL comparison: Quincy Black. So, well, there you go. Uh, strengths are he was a former safety, which is kind of interesting when you think about it. I mean, I got to think he's pretty quick feet. Yep, as they say too, as well, with short area quickness to handle coverage responsibilities on multiple levels. Stays with running backs and tight ends and man coverage, and that's good. You got to think again if he's a former safety, he could be able to stay with uh, fast players there or faster players. I would hope. Comes off one target in zone to lay hit on. The underneath route flashes downhill speed to wrap up ball carriers or force them into decisions. Active hands when engaged, willing to be physical, works through traffic to ball and tight quarters, stays with receivers on short cuts, can knock away the pass without interfering. That's key. His weaknesses, though, unfortunately, are he has only average bulk and length to take on NFL-sized linemen. I gotta think, too, he wouldn't be that uh, big, obviously, if he's a former safety. <laughs> to advertise linemen and tight ends, that is, <clears throat> does not consistently take advantage of interception opportunities. So, yeah, that's a bummer, but there you go. <laughs> he lunges, lunges and fails to break down in the open field at times. So, more elusive, so, I mean, so more elusive ball carriers can avoid him, can be fooled on misdirection plays, needs to prove himself a capable blitzer doesn't beat blocks consistently to force quarterbacks into making throws will get locked into blocks doesn't play with proper leverage so well yeah you know it's just a it's a lot of a lot of good and bad i guess you can say quick but mm, small a little bit at times and eh, yeah he doesn't take advantage of interceptions and all that Probably can't catch. <laughs> not many guys, not many defensive players are really the are really great at catching the ball. But what do you expect, right? It's just one of those deals. The good news is you don't really hear anything about character issues with the guy. So sometimes you know, like you heard with uh, Everson Griffin, at times he slipped to the fourth round because of character issues. So yeah, you, you know that's the way it is. This guy, a pretty safe pick for the Minnesota Vikings. I got to think. Can't expect a stud here. Uh, Aaron Henderson was undrafted, remember, and now he's potentially going to be the starting middle linebacker unless something changes in free agency. Though, of course, if something did change in free agency, it probably wouldn't be long-term. So there you go. Uh, three seventh-round picks for the Minnesota Vikings. Three seventh-round picks for the Minnesota Vikings. They did get a seventh-round pick back from the Patriots. So 
we traded one and got one back kind of type of deal, probably a little bit lower, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, Michael Motti, uh, an, an outside linebacker from Penn State. So two linebackers out of Penn State. That's right, two linebackers out of Penn State. Um, well, there you go. We take another guard, this time Travis Bond out of North Carolina with the eighth pick in the seventh round, 213th and 14th overall, seventh with Muggy and eighth pick. Travis Bond, guard, North Carolina, a very large individual. Maybe he's the next Chris Jaguar, right? <laughs> right? Remember Jaguar? The Vikings eventually let him go. Very big individual, a very large guard, tall and big. Um, didn't make the Vikings, unfortunately, long term. We'll see if Travis Bond does. Uh, Everett Dawkins, 229th overall, 23rd in the seventh round out of Florida State. So another Seminole coming to Minnesota. Everett Dawkins. Again, we will wait and see how this turns out. This was a, a horror of a pick. <laughs> it uh, eventually came to the Vikings from the Buccaneers and Patriots. So there you go. Just like uh, <laughs> just like that sixth round pick that wound up being Jeff Baca from the Broncos through Eagles and Bucks. So another another horror pick, we can call it. Okay, that's really bad to say, but the player isn't the horror, it's the pick itself. <laughs> there you go. So to make it a little bit more Yeah. Huh. One other side note, the Ravens have agreed to terms with Bryant McKinney recently to a two year deal. You gotta like that. <laughs> Middle linebacker, as mentioned earlier, Aaron Henderson, not E.J. Henderson. Again, wow, whatever happened to that guy, right? It's like he no longer exists. He still exists? I don't even know if he still exists. Yeah, you gotta like it. Um, the Vikings, we're looking at Darren Carter, Chris Carter's son, character issues coming out of college, lots of character issues, unfortunately. And So he was undrafted. The Vikings looking at him. And the word is he can't catch, or from some people. He just can't catch either, so, well, I don't know. No news about him signing with the Vikings. It's just another one of those deals. We're just going to have to wait and see where that leads. But we did get the quarterback out of Iowa. I've said that about 300 times, so apologize for that. Oh, I'm sorry for that there. <laughs> yes, so... That quarterback being James Vanderberg, guys, you Iowa guys out there. We signed Randall Bradley recently, hoo-hoo, out of UNLV. Uh, linebacker Zach Line out of Southern Methodist. Oh, yeah. Colin Anderson, tight end from Furman. Wide receiver Edward, uh, Nicholas Edwards, Eastern Washington. I, I don't believe he was one of them, but Rodney Smith was another Florida State Seminole. Rodney Smith... Six foot six, very tall guy. Very tall. Yes, yes, he's tall. Uh, Jeff Baca, Travis Bond, those are obviously draft picks. Camden Wentz out of North Carolina State. Woohoo. Sharif uh, Floyd, yeah, right. No, Marquise Jackson out of Portland State, defensive end. Anthony McLeod, yes, McLeod, defensive tackle. Oh my God, Florida State again. <laughs> oh, yeah, Latroy Guyon was out of Florida State. So it's like, yeah, we got a lot of Florida State guys here. Yes, uh, Everett Dawkins, of course. Yep, another defensive tackle. That, that Mr. Irrelevant in terms of the Vikings, anyway. Their last pick in the NFL draft. 
Yes, Sir Nathan Williams, a linebacker out of Ohio State. Another undrafted free agent, Brandon Bishop, safety out of North Dakota State. Brandon Bishop. So, you know, that's a more interesting one, according to some people. Mentioned undrafted free agent in that case. We'll see where he or it turns out there. Darius Eubanks, another safety. Georgia Southern. Uh-huh. Well, there we go. You gotta like that. And, yeah, that's it. Those are the undrafted free agents that are now members of the Minnesota Vikings for the time being. We'll see what happens. There are five quarterbacks on, <laughs> on the Vikings roster at this current time. Though the talk is Joe Webb will be moved to wide receiver, potentially. Um... Uh, yeah, he's got the quickness, but is he a wide receiver? I don't know. I don't think he's a quarterback, so he may have trouble staying in the NFL, or at least on the Minnesota Vikings, i got to believe, in Joe Webb's case. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, the word is he's looking really good. They really, really are high in McLeod Bethel-Thompson. They, they really like him. And Sacramento State, of course, close to where Dylan Richardson, who has been a co-host on this show on multiple occasions and will be on again, I gotta think leading into the season, season preview for almost for sure. Um, Sebastian Balls will probably be on a season preview type of show in July, maybe like a training camp type show. He's yeah, we've been we've been talking about that. <laughs> That'll be cool. Sebastian Balls, yeah, we didn't even hear from him lately. Wow, yeah, I, wow, huh? That's the first time his name is mentioned in this show. Sebastian, shout out to you. Hmm, must be busy though. It sounds like it. Uh, when you look at his Facebook, yep, sounds like he's pretty busy. Um, where was I going? Yep, yep, he's a big fan of McLeod Bethel Thompson, so I'm sure he's happy about ha- happy hearing that. I gotta think McLeod's gonna be on the team. I I gotta think so. Obviously, Matt Castle, the immediate backup, the veteran backup. I'm very happy about that move. Christian Ponder, you know, the starter, I suppose, right? <laughs> James Vanderberg. Well, is he gonna be that fourth quarterback? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, McLeod Bethel Thompson was the third guy last year. I, I, I don't know. Some guys aren't going to make it. I, I don't know. I mean, Webb, i got to think, is gone. And it might be McLeod and Vanderberg going at it. A lot of people don't seem to like old Vandy out of Iowa. A lot of Iowa fans not happy with him. They think he sucks. <laughs> and that they want linebackers. And they wanted those linebackers instead. So, we'll see. Who knows? Anything can happen. I mean, it's <laughs> I mean, some guys, they get they get signed to undrafted stuff, and it's like, eh, whatever. Like Billy Cockerham, former Gopher, guys like that, you know. It's like, I mean, Billy Cockerham was on the Vikings for a very short time, believe it or not. I don't even remember if he was on the Vikings to be a uh, a uh, quarterback. It might have been like a punter or something. It was weird, because I think he could punt. It was something weird like that. Billy Cockerham. Yeah, I think he was he was like a multi-position type of guy, like Antoine Randall L. Just much, much worse than Antoine Randall L. But usually those combo guys, like Joe Webb, aren't really all too successful, ultimately, in the NFL. Like, when they're a wide receiver, they're like the fourth or fifth best guy on the team. When they're quarterback, they're like the last guy you'd want throwing the ball, you know? <laughs> that would be considered a quarterback. He'd be your last choice. So it's just like, well, we're happy for you. Great. You're, you're good at multiple positions, but you suck at all of them. Yay, you know? <laughs> Yay, you're talented, but you aren't good at anything in particular. You're just a good athlete. Woohoo. Sounds like Michael Vick. Oh, okay, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I'm not a Michael Vick fan. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles landing um, 
as we're getting near the end of the show here, other notables, um, they wound up with Matt Barkley. The Philadelphia Eagles, Matt Barkley finally was taken. <laughs> finally was taken. Oh, man, it took way too long for Matt Barkley. Uh, Geno Smith was taken early in the second round. as He wound up with the Jets. Um, we're happy for him, right? And also, Manny Teo going to a place where it's a great fit for him. It, it really is a great fit for Manny Teo. It really, I mean, I, there it is. That's the guy right there. Manny Teo going to the San Diego Chargers to help, hopefully, in his case, replace Junior Seau. <laughs> hopefully. It's just, it's a good environment for him. It's not a big city that'll drive him crazy like the New York Jets. So we'll just see what happens with that. Is Matt Barkley having to wait until day three? Day three to get drafted. He was the first pick in the fourth round, 98th overall. But he goes to the Philadelphia Eagles, and there you go. It's an opportunity for him to be the quarterback of the future there, hopefully. But fourth round, man, that's a long, 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 long wait for Matt Barkley. Geno Smith is mentioned to the Jets. That's going to be very interesting, filled with uh, controversy, I'm sure. That place is crazy. Tim Tebow has been released. Um, yeah. And it's mentioned earlier, old honey badger, Tyron Matthew, to early in the third early in the third round, seventh seventh seventh, seventh pick in the third round to the Arizona Cardinals. Can't imagine that's gonna be a tough place, but then again, who knows? I mean Arizona's kinda funky. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. It's gonna be fun to watch some of these guys, how they produce in this league. These guys that slipped. So there you go. With that, really, I can't think of anything else I need to say about the draft. I think I've uh, exhausted everything I need to say. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the show. Remember to call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877. Maybe give your thoughts about the draft, but there's also other ways. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Simply go there and click like and then comment and all that good stuff. Tweet me and follow me on Twitter, at Purple Mafia Show. And there is a TSS Boards that I probably should have mentioned earlier on Facebook. TSS Boards. Look up TSS Boards and join that group. There's a group called TSS Boards. That's for the sportsstuff.com, of course, which is where Purple Mafia is. That's the flagship website for Purple Mafia. That's where this show comes from originally, of course, and on iTunes, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go there, look up TSS boards, post anything you want about sports. Post about the Vikings, post about anything you can learn about the other shows, like the crossover. Man, I miss miss Farzine's The, the Chief Zone, unfortunately. Maybe someday that'll be back. Apparently we have a new Milwaukee Brewers show coming in. Gotta like that as well. Looking forward to that. That will be fun. Uh, with that, though, again, gotta mention, not sure when the next Turbo Mafia show will be. But, but do count on it happening, <laughs> of course. Hopefully in May, maybe June. We'll see what happens. We'll probably talk some news. The Minnesota Vikings stadium situation, getting, I don't know. I mean, obviously the deal's done and all that good stuff. I thought they were going to have a groundbreaking ceremony in like April or May. Apparently they're not having it until October. All kinds of weird issues going on with who's actually paying for it. <sighs> i got to dig up more information about that one, read, read up more about it, and get on here and talk about it. It's But this was all a draft show. I didn't want to get into any stadium stuff. Uh, 
it's just another overcomplicated things and overcomplicated world. It's, yeah, you gotta love this place, don't you? <laughs> All right, guys, thanks again for listening. Hope I didn't ramble too much. Hope you enjoyed my Cordell, Cordero, Cordero. Apparently, Rick Spielman couldn't say it right the whole freaking time. Shame on him. Cordero Patterson. Uh, rave, not rant, rave. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Tangent, whatever it is. Sharif Floyd, all that good stuff. Really looking forward to the future of this team. Oh, and by the way, Cordero Patterson, if you didn't know this already, obviously I'm sure you knew it long ago, Will Don, the number 84, and he uh, idolized Randy Moss growing up. Rock and roll. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it all works out for the best there. So again, thanks for listening. We'll be back hopefully in May, maybe June. Update the draft situation, draft pick signings, and other Viking nuggets will come out, I'm sure. And rock and roll. So with that, we'll be back hopefully sooner rather than later. Thanks again, everybody. Mm-hmm.